0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Good afternoon. Good evening. Whatever time you are hearing this message, we are so, so blessed of God that you have taken the time to steady yourself and quiet yourself for the next hour to join in with us as we just endeavor to allow God to take us even, even farther on this journey that we're on. Welcome to the It's Real Radio talk show where we deal with real talk on Real Issues. I am your host, Elder Colette James, and again, I am so thankful to God that you are tuning in. I also would like to introduce you to my beautiful co-host, Miss Tanya Clark-Roberts. Hey, girl. Hey, you. How are
2: you today, Elder?
1: You doing good today? I am. Awesome. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It is another day that God has blessed us to be alive. I was on Facebook a few minutes ago, and a sister had a post up dealing with um, today being a gift from God. And I was like, that is so, so true. You know, each and every day that God allows us to take in another breath is a gift. (laughs) You know, it is a gift. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. acknowledge that. Yes, 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 yes Um, I I would be remiss if I didn't lift up the Ali family this morning Knowing that the great one has gone on Um, When I heard that last night, it just really It it really saddened my heart Because Ali has always been my favorite Um, And I have this incredible Ali story So I have to share it, okay Before we get into the show um, When I was eight years old, this was when he was transitioning from Cassius Clay to Muhammad Ali, and he was in Las Vegas, and there used to be this record store. I, I know the kids don't know what a record store is these days,
0: but... <laughs>
1: There was this record store right around the corner from my house called Larry's Music Bar. And he was there for whatever reason. I don't know how it came about, but he was there doing a press conference. And somebody came around to my house and told me that he was there. So, of course, I went around, and I'm eight, so I'm trying to peek through, you know, all the adults that have, have crowded into this store. And he saw me trying to weave my way through the crowd to just to see him. And he literally called me up and sat me on his lap for the rest of the press conference, which was incredible. Wow. I was like, you know what I'm saying? Wow. I was like that just gave me OMG chills. for real, okay? So yeah, now that fast, gave me chills. Forward, fast forward like 20 years, okay, and I'm working for Don, and um, it's the Holmes-Ali fight. And um, I shared my story with his, his uh, photographer, Howard Bingham. He was a very dear friend of his as well. And I had to go up to his suite to talk to him about his tickets. And so Howard takes me up to the suite, and, I, you know, we're sitting there, and, I'm, you know, I'm there to discuss business, right? Howard goes, tell him the story. And I looked at him because, you know, you're thinking, oh, seriously? <laughs> Don't embarrass me like that. He said, no, no, tell him the story. So I did it. I told him the story. I promise you. He kind of tilted his head a little bit. He looked at me and then he said I remember that. Girl, I was through. Oh, <laughs> okay? Wow. I was through. I promise you. Wow. He will always be my all time friend. Favorite, you know, all time. Oh, wow. all, you know, of all the fighters that I had to work with and, and deal with, he is my fave. So he's going to be missed. He is going to be missed. I was an incredible. I did not know that. Icon. You didn't know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, yes, he passed away I'm last here. night.
2: Wow, yeah, wow. You're definitely night. right about that. We just want to, like you're saying, just lift up the family because. Just yes. all of us, because he definitely made a difference in all of our lives. And he showed mm-hmm. to me, watching him, that being confident, the people getting back mm-hmm. then called it cocky, but it was more being confident mm-hmm. in who he was.
0: Absolutely. So to be confident Absolutely. was
2: power. And he brought that on. And what he believed in um Still he lived by those, those
1: guidelines. <laughs> right. Yes, he did. Right. Yes, he did. Yeah, yes, you he can did. say it. You know, Whatever. I tell people all the time, I have some very close friends that are Muslims, you know what I'm saying, um, and we don't get in a great debate, you know what I'm saying, or anything like that. You know, it's just these are people that just like we do, that we have a strong belief system that truly believe in what they believe in, and the majority of them are good People, They're not the fanaticals that you hear out here blowing up people and the suicide bombers and all of that. These are people that genuinely believe in God. They don't believe the same pathway to God that we do as Christians, but they genuinely believe in God. They genuinely believe in God. And I would challenge us as Christians to possibly take a leap out of their book for discipline because they are so disciplined in what they do. Yes, yes. Yes, I agree with that I have several
2: friends as well That are Muslim But you know, I thank God Because the Lord let me know a long time ago That it wasn't about denomination I didn't get it at the time It wasn't about denomination and and religion Because the word religion means Something that we do constantly, daily uh, Whatever Mm -hmm. But it's what you believe in And they do Mm -hmm. believe in God And I know that, like you're Mm -hmm. saying Their pathway is just different No different than Mm -hmm. Mormons But that's another show another day but just to say Definitely. that doesn't matter, that doesn't take away from who they are and their value mm-hmm. and what they yeah. g- had given. Because there's Jews and many other religions that have added to the world and flavor and zeal and different things. And mm-hmm. we just can't get caught up with that. It's about
1: loving people. So, Amen. 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 Absolutely. And that that's our, our greatest commandment. First off, it's a... Give me love, God, with all our heart, mind, body, and soul, and the next is to love our neighbors as ourselves. So, and who is your neighbor? You know, you think back to the parable that Christ gave um, of the Good Samaritan. Who was the neighbor? You know, it wasn't the rabbi. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It wasn't the religious, quote, unquote, leader or whatever. It was the Samaritan. Who was shunned in those days? Who was thought of as less than? Who, you know, they didn't feel was really a part of Judaism. They had had cast them out and whatever. But that was the one that stopped and helped the man and paid for his lodging while he healed. You know, so we 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 get some things twisted <laughs> in, our, in our zeal for Christ. Let me put it that way. I agree. We get some things twisted. And this All is a great segue into our show today. <laughs> you know, our show today awesome. is dealing with priorities. It's dealing with priorities. So that's that's a great segue because we so often get off. We get offended. You know, we get offended. We get off focus. We get um, distracted. We allow so many things in this earth realm to take us away from what our priorities and our focus in the Lord should be seriously and then we and, and then we do it in the name of first ministry in the name of Christianity and actually have the nerve to say in the name of God you know that what we're doing we're doing because of those things uh-huh. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and, yes. and it's completely yes. it's completely um, the opposite of what Christ has taught us to be and to do.
2: I agree with yes. you. I agree. We we I agree we got to get
1: a handle on it, you know. I, sis, I believe with all my heart. Obviously, we don't know the day or the time, but we do know there's an urgency in the spirit to get it right.
2: There's it is definitely. It is, and you need to look around. Yeah, yeah. The,
1: the, yes.
2: yes. the oh old, old what is it? The old religious song um, back in the day. They're saying, you better get in a hurry because time is winding up. And when I'm you said you. The, your, the topic of uh, priorities, I was excited. And I'm going to tell you because it's not about um, if you're going to write that million-dollar bestseller or you're going to go on that um, expensive vacation. It's about your spiritual priorities. And that's when you mm-hmm. said it, that's how I looked at it. It's time to, you know, to stop coming out of some things that we've been in for a long time. If you're a gossip, it's time to stop. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you're a backbiter, it's time mm-hmm. to stop. You know what I'm trying to mm-hmm. say? If you, if you two-faced it, it's time to stop. You know, whatever you're going, okay. if you're hateful, it's time to stop. You know what I'm trying to say? And yes. if you're not, you know what I'm saying? If you're not a solution, then you're truly a problem, and you need to pray and ask mm. God why. Wow. So that's about I love that. Say that again. And you know what I'm say saying, Say that sis? again. If you're, not, if, you're not a, um, if you're not a solution, then you're definitely the problem, and you need to mm. um, go get to God and, and figure out why. Because we're living in times now we, we need to start figuring out solutions to these yeah. problems and why. And mm-hmm. like you're saying, priorities, priorities as a Christian, if we just do that as what God has called us to do as that and and clean up our own mess, then we don't have time mm-hmm. to try to worry about what the next mojo is
1: doing over there. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, first things first. First is God. You know, like you said, when you, when I, when we... Put it out there that the show is about priorities. Your first thought was spiritual priorities. Well, that's first things first. That's the first place that we need to start with our our priorities. Because if we get that part right, everything else will fall in place. Everything else will fall in place. If we get our spiritual house in order, and first things first will always be God first in everything we do. First, are we serving him? First, are we bringing glory to him? First, are we being obedient unto him? What did he tell you to do? What did he tell you to do? And we know that the enemy will come in to wreak havoc specifically to mess up our priorities and get our focus off kilter. That's his job, and that's what he does. And we get so caught up in the situation that we forget where the problem lies, we get caught up in being angry with the people, we get caught up in woe is me, we get caught up in I can't do this, I'm not going to make it, you know, we start speaking all of this doubt and death, <laughs> you know, to ourselves, to the situation, you know, because we missed out on our priority of first things First, when you focus in on the Word of God, number one, because that's how you'll learn the heart of God, you know, when you focus in on that and keep yourself aligned to what it is saying, it will keep you straight because it will give you insight into what's coming, it'll give you insight in how to handle it, and above all else, you've got the power of the Holy Spirit working inside of you. So priority number one is getting your spiritual house in order, getting it in order. We need to have, what is it, the vertical aligned properly in order for the horizontal to work correctly. And the vertical is our relationship with God. The vertical is our relationship with God. How is your relationship? It's not about religion or religiosity or just doing something repetitively. It is about what's up with your relationship with the Lord. What's up? Amen. I would encourage you, you know, when this broadcast is over, just to kind of sit in silence for a moment and ask God. You know, Lord, show me where I am in my relationship with you. Show me. You know, because we may have a distorted view. We may think we're okay. But I promise you, if you ask God to show you, he will, and you probably won't like what you see. Seriously. Amen. Because I know for myself, he's constantly showing me me. Amen. Pam, I know you can relate to this. The easiest way for you to find out where you're lacking is to go to God about somebody else, complaining about oh, somebody man. else. Oh, boy.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Is. Because
1: as yes. soon as you do that, he's going to show you you.
2: I'm a living witness. And by the I'm time, a living
1: witness. Okay? And by the time you get through, you'll be like, okay, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> it's like, Never mind, Lord. I'm sorry I brought it up. <laughs> okay. I and did it. I'm telling you, him I himself. did it. I did
2: okay. it. I did it with my I did it with my husband. Every time when I got married, I went to the Lord about my husband and he's this and he's that and he made me mad and he's this and the Lord finally set me down and was like, You're not a prized chicken. You know what I'm trying to say? You <laughs> you're good, but you gotta realize you got some issues about you that he hasn't mm. addressed. And I was just like, mm. What? I thought I was so close to perfect, Lord. <laughs> <I'm different. laughs> so you know I'm So, what you do walk on water? So why you be perfect. <laughs> right. But when you live by yourself, that's why I try to tell single ladies. Single ladies, when you want a husband, you're praying for a husband, go stay with a good friend for a while. And then you'll realize mm. how many quirks you really mm. have and how agitating wow. you get about certain things. And then you'll mm. finally start seeing it. Because, see, when you're by yourself, the hardest person to critique is yourself. Mm. So you need that's somebody real. around sometime to really tell you the truth about yourself. And I've had it, yes. and then it is a painful fact. But it is what they what do they say? What's the word? It's invigorating to find mm. out when you find yes. out. You know what? Again, that's sweeping up your own backyard. People out there that's sweeping mm-hmm. your own porch because when you start sweeping around your own porch, you figure you got some weeds over there, you got some mm-hmm. bushes over there that need to be trimmed, some hedges. And you realize mm. I don't have time to worry about the neighbor. You judge the neighbor. Mm.
1: So, you know, as the we old saying says, people that live in glass houses should not throw rocks. Well, you <laughs> come on, somebody. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> okay. Okay, Okay. (laughs) remember what Christ said, you know, with the woman that was caught in adultery, you know, and he's down there writing in the ground, he didn't argue with them, you know, yep, that's the law, you know what I'm saying, that's what it says, all he said was, he that was without sin cast the first stone. And one by one, they started dropping their rocks. Um, Yes,
2: yes, and we all need to do that, because when you look at it like that, I was just ministering to someone about that. You know, we need to stop. We are just so quick to judge. I, you know, and I was mm-hmm. I, I was quick to say I don't know why people act like that or why people had to do that or man, that person offended me. Why would they say that? And then I had to realize, man, it's so quick and easy to be in the same spot. It's so quick and easy mm-hmm. to be in the same position.
1: Wow. So easy. I pulled up the definition of priority and um, it gave me three different definitions for it. And I like all three of them, but I, I like the last one the best. But I'm going to start at the first one. It says a thing that is regarded as more important than another. A thing that is regarded as more important wow. than another. Wow. wow. The next one says the fact or condition of being regarded or treated as more important, okay? The fact or condition of being regarded or treated as more important. And the last one says the right to take precedence or to proceed before others. The right to take precedence or proceed before others. I love that one. I love that one, the right to take precedence or to proceed before others. If we put that one into action in God's place in our lives, he has the right to take precedence and to proceed before others. He has that right, okay? It's not a right that he's earned. He has that right because he is our creator, You know, he is the one that created you. He is the one that allows you to breathe the air off this earth. He is the one that formed you from the dust. He is the one that put all your gifts and talents within you. He is the one that created you to be a solution for a problem. So he has the right to proceed before others, to take precedence in our lives. And in giving him that place, that rightful place that he has, we have to understand that just being busy about his work does not equate to giving him precedence in our lives. Busy does not equate to precedence. We have to understand that because we can be really, really busy about the work, quote unquote, of the kingdom or of God or of the ministry or of the church and miss out on being obedient in what he called us to. When you give him precedence in your life, then you give him the right to speak into it and tell you what he wants you to do. Giving him precedence equates with obedience, not busyness. And we miss that. And we, go, we fall into burnout. We get to that place where, oh, if I can't do another service, play, um, I'm stretched as much as I can possibly be stretched. And when you get into that place, then you know you're out of order because God said his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So if you're experiencing burnout and you're stretched as far as you can be stretched, then you've taken on more than he called you to. So giving him precedence means being obedient. God, what is it that you've called me to? We all, I promise you, we all have all these great um, ideas and inventions and and gifts and talents within us. And a lot of times it causes us to be in that place of busyness because we want to do it all at the same time. We've got to stop. We've got to stop because when we're doing that, then everything is out of, out of priority. Everything is out of order. God is a God of order. He is a God of balance, okay? He wants you level and, and balanced in your life. So if it's all work and no play, you're out of order. If it's all God and no family, you're out of order. Now, and, and hear what I'm saying when I say if it's all God, because it is always all God. But if your mindset tells you that, all you, that you have to be busy um, constantly, even especially for leaders, for pastors and elders and the apostles and the bishops and whatever, because you're out there and you're expanding the kingdom and you're building and your family is going without, that is not balance. That is not order, and that is not the will of God. That is not the will of God. So, again, priority, giving him precedence to proceed before others, giving him that place of rulership in your life. Because this is I've never, ever, ever fully grasped why god would give us a free will i promise you (laughs) i'm so serious because we jacked that thing up so bad okay we jack it up so bad but he did he gave us free will so he gave us the ability to choose if we wanted to walk in obedience to him or in disobedience if we wanted a relationship with him or not he gave us that In that free will and in that choice, he also gave us the ability to stand upright and allow him to orchestrate our lives. When we allow him to have precedence, to proceed before others in our lives, then everything else falls in line. Remember, even like in your marriage, in your relationship with your children, all of that falls into place and, and your relationship in the kingdom all falls in place by the first rule, the first rule, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul. Because when you love him like that, you're going to be obedient to his direction. And he has priority. Remember, he said, obedience is better than sacrifice. We're out here sacrificing and not being obedient. Not being obedient. There are some things that we would be able to consider a sacrifice because he said, give it up. Because he said give it up, and so in obedience to him we give it up, and we in our mind think, okay, well we sacrifice that part of our lives, or we sacrifice whatever. But true obedience says, you know what? Whatever it is, when you really think about it, the only sacrifice was Christ, because he gave up his life. We're just called to walk in obedience you know we we go into church and we hear about sacrificial giving you know you you give out of out of um a place that you know you really feel you can't give from and all of that i i used to I used to get so burdened in, in offerings and whatever, going into churches, and, and then they have the $100 line and the $1,000 line and all that, you know, and you're sitting there and you're grieved in your spirit because, you know, you feel like you really want to be in one of these lines, you know, so you can be blessed when the blessing is not in you being in one of these lines because, you know, you, you haven't been taught properly. But um, when you find out that if you just be open Obedient to him, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're in a line or not. Your giving is unto him. If he tells you, and he will, he'll give you the amount to give. He said he gives seed to the sower. So therefore, he will tell you what kind of seed to plant because he gave you the seed. So you don't have to get caught up, you know, in, in being condemned in these offering lines. Seriously, you don't have to get caught up like that. The freedom is being obedient, allowing him to direct your path. So in obedience in your marriage, because you put God first, he said men should love their wives as Christ loves the church. So in obedience, if, you, if the husband is loving the wife like that, then his priority is straight because he's been obedient to God and the wife is a happy camper. Okay? Likewise, he said, "Wives, love your, reverence your husband, respect your husband as you would Christ. If you're giving him respect, he's a happy camper, and you got peace in your home with the children. Okay, everybody talks about, you know, obey your parents. It's the first law we promise, you know, so that you can live a long life, but don't stop there. It says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath. So we have a job too. Yes. Should the children obey us? Absolutely. The same way we are to obey our heavenly father. But our heavenly father will not provoke us to wrath and we shouldn't do that to our children. So you see, everything falls in place if our priority is straight with him first, with him first, allowing him to lead, to guide, and direct our path. So those of you um, that have all of these things that you want to do, you want to fulfill, um, you want to to put out there and share, and you haven't been able to do it, Um, sit, take some time, get a piece of paper, write out all the things you want to do. And I'm sharing this with you because somebody shared this with me just recently. Write out all the things that you feel you're being called to do and present it to God and say, how do you want me to proceed? Where do you want me to begin? What comes first? Give me the order in which you want me to do it, because as Tanya said, you are created to be a solution to a problem, and if you're not being the solution, then you are the problem. So you want to be the solution. You want to rise up and allow God to pull out the greatness that he has placed within you, be it in, in your home, in the marketplace, in your career, wherever it is that he has placed you, you want to be that ambassador for Christ. You want to be that one that, that is um, his representative there. So being that you absolutely know that you need you need to have prior prioritize that that he has given you to do. So again, get out a piece of paper, write down all that you feel you're called to, including your family, including, you know, your job, your 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 dreams, your aspirations, whatever put it all down on paper and then present it to him and ask his counsel on it. Lord, what would you have of me to do? Because in that you're giving him preeminence. You're allowing him to set the precedent and tell you how to proceed. It is vitally important so that you don't don't get burned out, so that your family, you let me, let me just share this and then Tanya I want you to jump in, but Think about this. We hear this all the time that PKs, preacher's kids, are the worst kids. They're out there doing all manner of things. And a lot of times it stems from the fact that the preacher is not there in the home to guide the child. Does the preacher live there? hmm Absolutely. Be it the man or the woman, do they live in the home? Yep. Do they see the children every day? Yep. But are they sowing into the children's lives? the same way they're showing into the congregation and into the church. And if you're neglecting your family, you're neglecting your spouse, you're neglecting your children, then you, your your priorities are wrong. Your priorities are wrong because God will give you counsel the same way that um, Moses's father-in-law told him, you can't do all of this. You need to enlist some help, and God gave him the direction on the 70 elders who to call into position to help and how it should flow, God will give you direction just like that so that your family is not put on a back burner because you're, quote, unquote, doing the work of the ministry. It's very, very important. Same way with those of you that are career, career oriented. And I, I'm speaking from my heart because I've been in each place. Okay. Haven't been a pastor, but I've been caught up in ministry and felt like I got to go, 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 go. Okay. And neglect my home duties because, hey, I'm lining up with God. You know, I'm doing what God called me to do. You know, brother got to do what he got to do. Okay. Wrong, wrong way of thinking wrong way of thinking. Same way in a career, okay? I'm a workaholic. I've accepted it, okay? I I feel like I need to go to Workers Anonymous (laughs) and and say, my name is Coilette and I'm a workaholic. Um, But I get caught up in whatever it is that I'm doing. Whatever that is, I, I can get caught up in it very, very quickly. Because I'm the kind of person that I give over and above 100% in whatever endeavor I'm involved in. It's just my nature to do that. So, therefore, it can take over my life. You know, and that's what happened in my last job. It took over my life. So all of a sudden, I'm working 12- to 14-hour days, and I'm neglecting my spirituality, my getting in, in the presence of God, my, you know, being refreshed, and I got so frustrated and so burnt out, you know, and I'm just seeing my husband in passing in the morning. He sleep when I leave at night, you know, I'm walking in saying, hey, baby, how you doing, and I'm going to bed. You know what I'm saying? So I was off. My priorities were off. I had to step back and say, you know what, I can't do this anymore because my priorities are off. And I need to give of myself first to God, and then I need to give of myself to my home, to my husband. Okay, so I'm telling you this, like I said, from my heart. we got to get our priorities straight. And then in ministry, I have several different ministries that I'm called to. I have to sit and write them all down and say, okay, Daddy, how do I proceed? What do you want me to do here? What do you want me to do there? What, what do you want me to continue in? What do I need to stop? What do I need to start so that I'm walking in obedience to you so that I'm effective in this earth realm. See, when, when our priorities are off, our effectiveness is off because our influence on others is off. We're out there influencing the world and having no influence at all in our home except negativity. That's not good. That's not good. So we have to realign our focus, realign our thoughts, and get our prior priorities in order. Go ahead, sis.
2: Actually, Hello? everything Hello? that you're saying, can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear yes. me, Seth? Okay.
1: Everything yes, she okay. said is
2: true. Yes, okay. You are definitely a workaholic. You're in the ministry all the time. <laughs> okay. And I couldn't even understand that. But what I love about you is you teach balance and you're learning through Christ. The word Bible means basic biblical instructions before leaving earth. And if you go in there, it speaks about a virtuous woman. I used to read about a virtuous woman. Oh, my gosh, I need to be just like a virtuous woman. And I thought that had to be one of the hardest things to do. But as you work on it, and my pastor, uh, Deontay Atkinson, in Las Vegas, Nevada, his wife, Seneca Atkinson, is definitely a virtuous woman. I can definitely say my sister, Colette, I have seen her be a virtuous woman. Because the good thing about life is when you find mistakes, then you correct them. So when you say about priorities, it's hard being prioritized as a wife. I had to learn that the hard way. But like you're saying, if you're in church all the time and you're not finding time for your husband, then don't be shocked and don't blame the devil if something else goes down. And I just hear women in church all the time, you know, I love the Lord and, and he knows my heart and, you know, my husband's just going to have to understand God first. And, and, but you need to read that word again. And mm-hmm. that's what the word of God says when you become married. You become as one with your husband. You have to understand. I was, since I, I'm not going to go too far, but I was um, looking at Dr. Phil one day, and it was a large minister, um, a big minister that is large in a huge congregation on um, ministry television.
1: And he was talking
2: about he came out with having an affair. And they were asking questions, you know, about different things, and he seemed very hurt and and very sorry for what he had done. But what I love most is when his wife said, let me speak for a minute. I have to take, I'm not, he has to take ownership of what he did. I'm not saying that. Mm -hmm. But I had a lot to do with it as well because I had music ministry, ministry over there. I was out of town over here, and I forgot about my husband. Wow. Wow. So prioritizing, and that's for, for men as well, with their wives. And I believe that that's why a lot of um, the ministry, says with the married couples are, are failing right now. Because they get so tied up in the ministry and forgetting about God, really, is about the ministry. Mm-hmm. And then they get mm-hmm. so caught up in the ministry that they forget about family. And those are two foundations mm-hmm. that they need.
1: It is so true. I believe that because priorities are off, it has hindered, not stopped it, you know, but hindered some of the, the, the dreams, the visions, and the things that we want to put in place from coming forth, okay? <laughs> the, the, we are taught that um, delay does not mean denied, but some things have to be delayed while you get it straight, Because if God gave you all that he has shown you right now, you're not in a position to handle it because your priorities are not straight. And what God never wants to do is he never wants to set us up for failure. He never, ever wants to set us up for failure. So as a good father, there are things that he will withhold from us until we can get it straight. So we can get our priorities straight. The fastest way to release that that you he know got, he has you for you, has is, is, to you right. is to get it right. You know, get it right. You know, get it right. That's powerful. That's powerful. That's that's powerful. Mm. Wow. I, I've seen wow. it in my I, own I, life. I've seen it in my own life. You're on speaker, right? You're on speaker, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just getting, the, I'm, feedback, I'm just getting yes. the
2: feedback. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm not. You know what? I'm sorry, sis, I'm not the feedback. Can you
1: hear me? Okay, now I hear. Yes, okay, I, I, hear, I hear, you hear you, and there is no, okay. Feedback. There is no feedback. Okay. Okay. Well, I apologize. Okay. Anyway, okay. that's okay. Okay.
2: Yeah, but I know exactly um, what
1: you're saying. But go ahead, tell them. No, but that's that's real. You know, some things have not been released. Because of the because fact of the that fact. you're not you're in, not in position. position.
2: That's deep, sis. You know? That's powerful right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. You know? That's
1: powerful. And and, and
2: as That's you powerful. said, we're blaming, it on the devil. we're blaming it on the devil. Yes. Yes. I used to blame the devil a lot. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to nobody. My dad had a joke one time when he was, because my, you know, as my dad being a minister, he had a joke with the congregation, and he said one day a man was walking on the side of the road, and he seen the devil sitting down on the side of the sidewalk. He was like, devil, what's wrong with you? You don't have time yeah. to be wreaking havoc on people's lives and doing stuff to people's lives? He said, why are you crying? Why are you sitting here crying? <laughs> he said, because I'm tired of people blaming me for stuff that I did not do. Okay? <laughs> so, it's, it's a, devil a little before. joke behind it, but like you're saying, it's, it's not always the devil. You can't, you know, if you're so busy all the time and, and, and things, and I know things happen. Please hear me. I'm not justifying anything, but it's not always the devil. You have free will to be able to do and say anything that you choose. And I believe the word of God. And every time I've ever gotten in trouble, I honestly say that he had given me an avenue of escape. It's just if I chose to take the avenue or to do what I want to do, and half the time... It was because I want to do what I want to do. And I blame the devil Absolutely. too.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, we, we're taught that the, the enemy has no more power than what we give him. You know, the same way we have to invite God in and give him rulership in our lives, give him that ability. You know, and, and obviously, when I say give him that ability, you recognize and understand that he has all ability, all power, and all authority. But, because he gave us free will, because he gave us free will, he will not just bum rush us and take over. We have to invite him in.
0: We have to invite him in.
1: we have to, I agree. We have to yield to him and say, you have rulership in my life, and I don't want to go forth or do nothing unless you go forth with me or tell me what to do. You know, you got to get like Moses was with the children of Israel. I'm not going nowhere if you don't go with us, <laughs> okay? I'm done. I'm like, I'm going to sit right here. Okay. You ain't uh, I'm trying to right tell you. Right here. Yes,
2: because I'm going to tell yeah. you something. Forty years, I laughed because I was a child. of what they say, the children of Israel. It finally hit me until one day I was telling my husband something. He said, you know what? You're like the children of Israel. How many do you want to keep going around this mountain? You've already been there before. You need to pick, put on your, mm. your big girl panties and suck it up, and know that this is just the way that it is, and you're going to fight it, and you're going to overcome it. And, you, wow. you know, when I look back on my life, sis, from the time that I knew better and the age that I am now, I would definitely say that I'm one year short of the children of Israel, of struggling <laughs> with the
0: same
1: old thing <laughs> over and over again. You feel me, what I'm saying, sis? Man, Yes, I do. Yes. I absolutely yeah. do. Yes. Yeah. Yep.
2: So, you know, this is about prioritizing. When you prioritize and you ask God for spiritual prioritizing, then you will get things in order. And you will start um, being able to put things in a basket and give stuff away to goodwill. Mm-hmm. And I mean the spiritual goodwill and giving stuff away mm-hmm. to other people. And when you start doing that of yourself and start giving away what you've already stored up, then you'll start mm-hmm. realizing God will bless you with new blessings.
0: Absolutely. you got to let
2: go of things to be able to be blessed mm-hmm. with new things. Right?
1: New wine and new wine. Filled up. Right. New wine and new wine. Filled up. Amen to that one. Amen. Seriously. Seriously. Even in your health, you know, that's something that God just dropped in my spirit. You know, we'll we'll be believing God for divine health. We'll be believing for healing um, from situations, but we're doing everything wrong. Okay? We're still, you know, out there eating all manner of things that we know is not good for us, and then steady saying, you know, well, Lord, bless me with health. Lord, heal me. Put health as a priority in your life and start working toward that health by watching what you're putting into your body. Amen. Amen. Says you're
2: telling the truth. Yeah, you're telling the truth. You're absolutely right. I look at it like now, we've had, you've, you've blessed us with awesome shows, and when we had the health um, counselor on there, and she was just speaking mm-hmm. about different eating things, and you know, I've made some different changes um, since that show, um, not 100%, because I'm still going through my struggle, because when we do things repetitiously for so long, it's hard to break it, it's eating. hard I'm to break it, yes bingos. it is, you know yes. what I'm saying, but I made better conscious choices, and what you're saying you can't blame the devil and God if they if the doctor tells you you have something and you don't choose to do something to make it better. You can't right. say that you have liver problems, but you want to keep drinking. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You can't mm-hmm. say, yeah, you know, exactly. I, I, I heard some uh, many people that had cancer, and, and, and the Lord healed them. But a lot of questions mm-hmm. that I asked was, what did you do? And one of them was doing what the doctor said, diet and exercise, changing the things that I used to do and not doing them anymore, and trusting God and praying for his healing. And mm-hmm. I believe that, mm-hmm. you know, if it's God's choice to heal me, right.
1: then he will, you mm-hmm. know. So even, even in that, I believe, and, and God has blessed doctors with abilities, with um, education, with knowledge, but they don't know everything about this human body. God does. God does. Um, I look at Jan Crouch, who went home to be with the Lord this week, and, and the thought of when, when she um, had cancer, you know, and she refused to do chemo and radiation. And she went into her prayer garden daily, she had her regiment of herbs, and she communed with God every day in a quiet place. she. It, I remember seeing um, on TVN once where she showed her garden area, and it was beautiful, and it was a place of peace and serenity. And she would go out there on a daily basis and commune with God. And in doing that, God healed her body. God freed her of the cancer. You know, she she did no chemo, no radiation. I've talked to two different women who were diagnosed with cancer in, in um, a certain stage of their pregnancy, and the doctors were telling them that you need to abort the baby, you know, because we got to put you on chemo and, you know, you you got to do this and what have you, and they refused to abort their baby, and they went the, the holistic route with herbs and, um, and watching what they were eating, changing their diet, and they are both today cancer-free. And their children are alive, healthy, and well. Powerful. So you see, Powerful. you know, even though you know, we, I, I, please hear me, I am truly not telling you to disregard the doctor's order, but I'm telling you to go to the great physician first. Amen. And ask Amen. him what what is the strategy for me to rid my body of this? Because God created our body to be able to heal itself. We just need to know yes, what Yes, He
2: Yes, he did. You just need yes, to know what to
1: do. You know, That's and then you
2: listen,
1: I sit up and I listen to these commercials about these medications, and I'm like, by the time they get through with the side effect, it's like, okay, I'll just keep the condition. Thank you very much. Um, you know, most of the medications out there no, okay. are, seriously poison your no, body. No. It don't, you know, it poisons no, your just, body. There is a vicious circle out there to keep you sick.
2: Amen. You know, man, you better it's tell manufactured somebody.
1: Manufactured stuff. It's not natural. It's manufactured, you know, and I don't care what you do, you cannot recreate what God has done.
2: No. Not in a laboratory.
1: Amen. Okay? I, I they, agree they with they that. You yes, have clones ma'am. of everything and all of that, but there is still going to be a flaw because you're not God. God created this body in a specific way for it to function and if you tap into his rules for keeping yourself healthy, you will not go wrong. That's powerful. You will not go wrong. Serious. That's powerful. That's powerful. You know, so again powerful. prioritizing if you put him first. Put him first. You know. We need to learn the, the value and the power of quiet time, of getting somewhere alone with God and sitting quietly so that he can feed you, so he can speak into your spirit. Seriously. I will never be one to tell you God caused you to be sick so you could be still. Mm-mm, I'm not going to tell you that, but. I will tell you, if you would get still on your own, you might not have gotten sick, (laughs) okay, because you would have heard from him, and he would have told you how to avoid what was coming, or he will walk you through what it is.
2: I agree. I agree with that, sis. Yeah, that's One fine. thing
1: that Pastor yeah, D teaches, and uh, when he teaches on prayer, he's adamant about this, that prayer should start with being quiet before God. Now, I, I tweak it just a little bit, and, and I was sharing this with the prayer ministry at Bethany on Thursday night, you know, and he agreed with me. I start my prayer with praise and worship. That That's how I, I enter in. And I do that specifically because the word of God said that he inhabits the praises of his people, and I need him to be in the midst of my prayer. Okay, so I whatever it is one. that I'm praying for, if I'm praying for somebody or over a situation, my first thought is, Lord, I thank you. Okay, I, I thank agree you with that, that you are my Father. I thank you that I can come to you. It's gonna start with praise and worship first, and then there needs to be that quiet time because remember, prayer is bringing back to God his, to His remembrance what He's already said.
2: Amen. Or getting counsel
1: on what it is. We get so messed up and we lose heart. We lose faith because we say, well, God hears everybody else's prayers, but he doesn't hear mine, or he won't answer me, or he doesn't talk to me. When you've not given them the opportunity, all you've done is taken your laundry list of wishes and desires and and frets and worries. You've taken it to them, but you've not stayed to hear his counsel on the situation. You've not asked him what his will is in the midst of the situation. You've just thrown it at him and left. And then say, well, he didn't hear me. He didn't answer me. You never took the time That's to sit and listen. Sit and listen. I, I encourage you all to go to 2 Samuel, the 7th chapter, and read it, because that is the first time that the word prayer, P-R-A-Y-E-R is mentioned in the Bible. And when it is mentioned, it is David saying because Nathan came and told him what God's plan was for his life, it gave David a heart to pray and usher up the prayer of agreement basically back unto God for what God has spoken over him and his family brought back to God, God's word, and, and aligned himself in agreement with that word. That's what prayer is about. Prayer is communication with God. You don't want anybody doesn't want a relationship that's one sided, that the person does that one person does all the talking and never lets you talk. Think about it. Or never hears you. You know? Think about in your marriage, you know, you say it all the time, you know, you don't listen to me. <laughs> You know, but could it be That's that you've not given that individual time to speak?
2: That's powerful. That's powerful, and you know? was even more powerful, sis, because I've had them. I'm still learning that lesson, in a lot of different ways. When you say listening, if if you have a hard time listening to people on Earth, then you definitely will have a hard time listening to God. Mm. You will. Yes. And it's the truth. So. Maybe if you find that that's the source, remember, the source of what's going on, and you stop, ask God to truly show you how to truly listen to him. Because he does say in his word, my sheep know my voice. And I believe that. So you will hear
1: him. That's
2: real. If you you pray Mm -hmm. to him, you
1: will hear him.
2: If you will. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, because you're not listening, just what you're saying, that's powerful. We need to do another show on Mm -hmm. that listening. Mm-hmm. Amen,
1: mm-hmm. amen For real, for real And something oh, excuse me, Something else that we need to, to understand Is God speaks to our spirit first There are oh, rare occasions where you will audibly hear the voice of God There are those rare occasions I've had one um, And it was a, a voice of rebuke Because I was getting ready to do something I wasn't supposed to do And I audibly heard, No! <laughs> And it scared me, so I didn't do what I was going to do. It was not a good thing, I promise you. <laughs> but other than that, God basically, he speaks to your spirit. He speaks into your spirit. How many times have, has something been going on, and you may be in the midst of saying something or thinking something, and the answer is right there, and you know it didn't come from head knowledge. You didn't hear it in your head. It was, spoke, it was breathed out and spoken in your spirit. Because that's what's one with God. That's what's one with God. So you'll hear him in your spirit. And then it'll, it'll go up into your mindset, okay, so that now you can wrap your brain around what God is speaking so you can act on it. But receive his word in your spirit. That's and that's that's something really serious that you need to understand. Don't be sitting there all the time listening for that audible voice. When you're quiet and you're still, then you can receive in your spirit. And you'll just know. You won't know how you know, you just know. That's powerful. Because he's spoken it in your spirit.
2: That's powerful. That's powerful. Can I share something?
1: I had a lady sure, say something
2: to me a long time ago, and, and this, this was shared, and it stuck with me, so I knew it was impactful for me to share with others. If you don't read the Word of God, if you don't even get into it, then you wouldn't know what your priorities are supposed to be spiritually. Mm. See, God is not like a genie in a bottle that you rub and you say, okay, I need you to tell me what my priorities are. Again, hmm. the Bible is your biblical instruction. So you need to get in the Word, and you need to spend time with God. That's the only way uh-huh. that you will know His voice distinctively. Uh-huh. That's the only way that you will. And she said something to me. How can you be obedient to God if you don't know what the Word says? So you've got to yes. know what the Word says first, and then second, you've got to believe what the Word says. And once mm. you believe what the Word says, then you have to speak it into existence because you believe in the authority and the power that it has inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's when you'll start seeing the manifestation more clearer. Don't you agree? Son? Amen. Because there Absolutely. are times you're going to enter into, into prayer with praise. And then there's times mm-hmm. you're going to enter into you don't even know what to say and you are quiet. But if you mm-hmm. get with God, guess what? He is a God of just, oh, wow. You just, Mm. he's not the same every day. Every
1: day is a new day in Christ. Really, it is. Mm. Think about what the word says. He says that the spirit of God searches the heart of man and knows the will of God. So that's why you've got to be connected to him. Because it also says that the Spirit, when you don't know what to pray, that the Spirit will give you utterance, yes, okay? Yes, it will. He will, yes, will, will. will. moan and groans and utterance, okay, in your prayer time. So even when you don't know what to pray, it's even more important to get quiet with God and let the Spirit work through you. I implore all of you, if you have, if you have not received your prayer language, ask God for it. Ask him. Ask him, you know, because Paul said that's communication straight with God. When you pray with understanding, that's for man. But when you're praying in your prayer language, it's communication straight from God. And he'll show you. He'll show you. There are times, there there's select times when you may not get an interpretation of what you're praying for. And sometimes that's good so that you don't know somebody else's business, okay, or so that you're not afraid for what's coming your way. <clears throat> because God is using that kind to use you to intercede for yourself. So sometimes it's good that you don't have the interpretation, but it's always great to be connected with God and praying in your heavenly language with him. When you're out in, in um, <clears throat> an, a public setting, yes, you should pray with understanding because that will edify those that are around you. But in your quiet time, your private time with God, you should be praying in the spirit. You should be praying in the spirit, you know unless he gives you specifics to release out into the atmosphere, because remember we're atmospheric um, change agents we can change the atmosphere. I was in a meeting um, this past week and and it was a it was a business meeting, it was a financial meeting, and the banker was saying right now um, the that particular bank was not really funding um, investment properties. Um, She said, but they're they're planning to revisit it and meet in the month of June, which we're in, um, and the climate may change. And they may, you know, change their mind, and then they may be interested in it. So the people I was with when we left that meeting, I said, okay, so here's our prayer. We're going to pray that the climate changes. Because think about it. We're atmospheric change agents. We can change the atmosphere. And for her to use those words that the climate may change, then there's our prayer assignment. Here's our prayer assignment that the climate will change.
2: Because we can change that's the climate. Yes, that's powerful.
1: Right? But we've got to be connected to the Father so that we can hear clearly, so that our assignments in prayer are effective, that we're not praying amiss. Remember, the, the Word says that we have not because we ask not, and there are times when we pray amiss. And Pastor D added to that we have not because we act not. Right. Faith
0: is an action yes.
2: word.
1: So you gotta put your Affectual, faith
0: in yes. action.
2: Effectual, fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much.
1: Availeth much.
2: That's powerful. Yes.
1: But how ha- what, make, what makes your yes. prayer what makes your fair, your prayer fervent and what makes it effective?
2: Ooh, that's powerful right okay. there, sis. that's powerful. What that's powerful. what
1: makes it fervent and what makes it effective? It is fervent and effective when you are praying the will of God. Okay? If you're just praying your will and your will is not aligning itself with God's will, it's not fervent or effective. So that's why you need that quiet time before God, steady yourself, and say, Daddy, what's my assignment? What do you want me to do? How do you want me to handle this? What is my prayer assignment for this task? Vital. It's vital. All right, We're down to the last 10 seconds of the show. <laughs> we thank and praise God, this was good, Tanya. This was good. This was good. Amen.
2: I agree so, I agree with you uh,
1: i um I'm just I'm just grateful that you know, as we you guys have to understand, as we come and we share with you, we're walking these things out that we're sharing. So, don't ever think that we got it all together. You know, God has to drop it in our spirit first for us to even share it with you. And leadership always has to walk it out prior to. So, we're walking it out right along with you. So, we will be praying for you, our listeners, and we are praying that you will be praying for us as well. And that you are asking the Father, what do I need to be praying for the Israel Talk Show? What do I need to be praying for the host? What do I need to be praying for the other listeners? Because we're Amen. asking and treating the Lord, what do we need to be praying for you? And what do we need to be sharing with you?
2: Amen. Amen.
1: So that we can encourage you in your walk. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. All right, Amen. sis, you can say your
2: goodbyes. <laughs> Love everybody. And remember, live life with a purpose. And you'll see life change for you. Wake up every morning knowing that there's a purpose while you're existing
0: and you're living,
1: not just existing, but living. Don't just exist, Mm. but live. I love everybody. Amen, amen. Um, And our our funny man couldn't make it today, but we're going to close out with his line that, you know, all is well because the devil has not hijacked heaven and God is still on the throne. So know that we're praying that you will have an incredible week. Um, We're going to have a little different show next week. Um, It'll be a surprise. I'll I'll let you know next week. But anyway, it's going to be a blessing. It is going to be a blessing. So amen. We love you with the love of God. Have a blessed week. God bless.
2: (laughs) Bye-bye.
0: Let's keep it real